Hello guys, welcome back to your podcast, The Statepreneur, where we help you build an estate of wealth. So, who are examples of highly or high-performance people? Amongst them, we have uh, famous entrepreneurs such as Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, Donald Trump. Jeff Bezos, we also have John D. Rockefeller, we have Michael Estelle, uh, Dave Thomas, Larry Ellison, Ray Kroc, Mark Cuban, Joyce Hall, and there's a huge list of other people including Elon Musk and Warren Buffett, there's hundreds of highly uh, high-performance leaders. Now, uh, what distinguishes them is that most of them are very careful with their time. That is a characteristic that most of uh, these people have had. Whenever you look at their schedules, they are very intentional about what they are doing and why they're doing what they are doing. And if uh, we go to... Uh, to Inc. 500, we're going to see that they actually have a list of the six high-performance habits that only the most extraordinary people share, and it's uh, backed by science. Uh, at least that's what the header says. And there are six key points are the following. The first one is that they always seek clarity. Uh, they know what they want. They know what they're looking for. They know what they are expecting. So when you go to a meeting, how do you seek clarity? You First of all, figure out what are the important points to be discussed in that meeting. Some good, good examples would be, what is important? What is the intention for this meeting? What matters? What are we looking for? What is our goal? Those are some key points that highly uh, high-performance people uh, do. Our second point is generate energy. High-performance people generate energy. And how do they do it? Well, first of all, it, uh, studies show that by 2 or 3 p.m., people start to lose the energy that they got up with. And high-performance people will find a way to keep that energy throughout the whole day until their day finishes. And some of the ways that high-performance people do that is by taking breaks. Every X amount of time, it could be every 45, it could be 60 minutes, it could be every hour and a half. They take a small break, they clear the mind, they drink some water, they do some meditation, they do something to be able to clear the mind, bring in fresh new thoughts, and get back to being highly productive. 
So that is something that I might suggest to start incorporating into your life. Some meditation, some small breaks, and some drinking water throughout your day to keep you charged with energy. And again, mix that with the focus, the seeking clarity. Why do you want to keep motivated? Why do you want to keep your energy? Why are you working as hard as you are? What is your goal in life? And that will help you. Why are you doing what you're currently doing? And that will help you、uh, find some more of that energy that you're searching for. For our first episode, we're going to be talking about high-performance people. Now, when I talk about high-performance people, I talk about people who are highly effective at what they do. They are capable to achieve what they say they are going to achieve by the time that they say that they are going to achieve it. The first time I ever heard of the term high performance person was when I was reading and listening to some of Dan Pena's. Uh, also known as the Billion Dollar Man,、uh, books and lectures. So that's the first time I ever heard about the highly efficient or highly、uh, high performance person. It is very interesting. How once you mix up your first point, which is seeking clarity, and your second point, which is generating energy, you will, you will, by default, end up in the third point, which is raising necessity. What is the reason that you are doing this? For example, if you want to become a millionaire, why do you want to become a millionaire? Why do you need? What is the necessity? Because if you have no necessity to become a millionaire, then you really have no reason to do it. Now, if, for example, you want to make sure that you have financial independence, then why do you want to have that financial independence? Is it to be able to take care of your family, your parents, when they grow older? What is the reasoning behind everything? So that is why you have to raise necessity. Uh, it is very、um, interesting how some of the studies were done. And Olympic medalists were asked why was it so important for them to win the gold medal? And one of them answered, Because of my mom, for my mom. So you have to look at the history. Why was it so important for that person to get a gold medal for her mom, for his mom? Would it be because of the way he, she helped him get formed in life? Well, that's something for you to find out. Now, more than him, this is about you. Why do you want to achieve the goal you want to have? Do you want to have your own business? Why do you want to have your own business? Why is it so important for you to have your own business? Do you really need to have your own business? Or can you just have a high position working for someone? Figure that out 
and raise your necessity to a necessity that needs to be fulfilled. That it's not a desire, it's not a wish, it's not a passion. It is. It must be a necessity. As if life depended on this single vector. Life and death. As if you don't make it, you'll die. Make it about that. And you will, by default, reach point number four which is increasing productivity. Now, why is it so funny that increased productivity comes as default? And it is because once you're focused, you know what you need. And once you know what you need, you learn how to identify the things that will help you increase your productivity for what you want. For example, I noticed that I had missed uh, three very important meetings, or not very important, they were just on networking events, but I really wanted to go to those networking events last year, and I realized that I dosed off uh, sleeping and doing other things like shopping because I had not place those items in my calendar and that's when it snapped on my brain I need to be better writing everything that I need to do in my calendar so I started working with the area and I'm not perfect but I am much better than I was last year and that is something I identified that is something I worked on um, that is something that has been improved. Most of the high-performance people, or I should say most of the high-performance leaders of the world, tend to identify about five different items that will be the key items for success. If we look at a phone, what are the key components that makes a phone a phone? The first one is being able to call, to make calls. The second one would be to have, to be able to send text and receive text messages. The third one would be to have data connection for you to connect to the internet and disconnect. A fourth one would be to take video recordings and play video recordings and nowadays we get to have apps on our phones although the, the basic four items are the description for normal phone from back in the day but now we also have to get apps such as calculators so that does take part of a phone and those are the five components that make a modern phone it's not the CPU, it's not the, uh, all the hardware or the software. It's those five little items which make the phone a phone. Now strip a phone out of those components and it's going to be worth nothing. And that is just what Steve Jobs did with Apple once he came back 
to working with Apple. He stripped down the product line to increase the productivity and the quality of all of Apple's items. Our fifth point right here is going to be developing influence. Because high-performance leaders know how to make other people think. And when you make somebody think and grow, you are being influential in their life. If you help a child to understand a concept, you will they will think of you highly because you helped them to understand something. If a kid doesn't understand how does a computer work and you teach them, they're going to think of you highly. Now, if you teach them to do something such as fishing, you're going to be somebody that's going to be influential in their life because you're teaching them a technique. And the same applies to thinking. Thinking is a thought process. It's a way of approaching a problem to attain a solution. Not many people are taught to think. We think we know how to think until we are asked questions that really challenge our beliefs. And some questions that you may ask to help other people think are, or things that you may say are, think of it this way. What if we approach it this way? Or what do you think about this? And over time, you will notice that people will start analyzing and will be more open to your suggestions when you place your suggestions with those phrases instead of saying, I don't like it, let's do it my way. You're being able to open up people, not being invasive, and you're being able to push them to think further than they would have thought before. And lastly, but not least, in fact, I think that this is one of the most important things about a leader, a high-performance leader, is for them to demonstrate courage because you're not going to be able to lead a company if you're not courageous. You're not going to be able to take risks if you're not courageous. You're not going to be able to lead others if you're not courageous. You're not going to be able to help others think if you're not courageous. You're not going to be able to seek clarity if you're not courageous. Because it is comfortable being in a comfort zone where nothing bad is happening. But a true high-performance person or a true high-performance leader knows that whenever there is to be success, there are obstacle, obstacles to be overcome. There's going to be many fears that will pop up, but courage isn't not having fear. 
as a wise man called the Green Lantern, Lantern said it once. Courage is being in the face of fear and still being able to stand up towards it and overcoming it. When there's struggle, when the financial times are bad, when you're tired, getting up, going and showing up, and doing the work, even when you don't feel like that, well, when even when you don't feel like doing it, that is being courageous. And that is the, one of the huge differences that sets a high-performance person apart from a mediocre person and even a low-performance person. Now, I hope that you enjoyed this, that you learned a lot, and that you may apply these six key points to become a high-performance leader in your life, in your community, in your social circle, in your family. Number one, seek clarity. Number two, generate energy. Number three, raise the necessity. Number four, increase productivity. Number five, develop influence. And number six, demonstrate courage by doing all of the above and beyond. Now, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please leave me in the comments your suggestions for next episode. Or, if you are listening way in the future, what do you think about this first episode versus an episode 200 or 300? Now, I'll leave you guys with a word from our sponsor. It makes it easier for us to be able to make this podcast available in the different platforms.